0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fuel Your Fandom Podcast. My name is Saint. I want to thank you guys for joining me today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fuel your fandom. Or you can uh, our website is still under construction, but it is almost complete. That would be fuelyourfandom.net. And as always, uh, you can find us on our anchor homepage, which is anchor.fm forward slash fuel your fandom. And I have been working behind the scenes to get this all geared up for Seattle Wave Radio, so that's going to be coming up here. I believe this may be the first episode that goes up there, so fingers crossed on that regard. But anyways, I hope you and your families are all doing well uh, and, and, and being safe and doing the best you can in these unfortunate times. Enough about that. Now, we've heard a lot of negativity in the news cycle, in the press, in everything, talking about everything surrounding this stupid virus, And and the toll it's taking and the devastation it's leaving in its wake, the economic turmoil and everything. And it's real easy to jump into a conversation about that. But I decided to go the other direction and I wanted to talk today about uh, positivity. Uh, Specifically, uh, celebrities who uh, may be above reproach or uh, the ones that we look at to inspire and to guide our lives. Uh, And with me today, we have uh, Thomas. Hello. And we have a a good friend of the show, her first time on the show, uh, Christina. Hello. I hope you guys are both staying safe and keeping sane in all this madness.
1: I'm doing my best.
2: Well, sanity is hard to come by. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) I said sanity is hard to come by uh, these days, but trying, you know.
0: (laughs) How about you, Tom?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm still working, though, so it's not like I'm stuck at home all day every day.
0: Yeah, I'm working, too, and gratefully, uh, my wife, Daniela, has been able to work from home, and so that's been a blessing, but uh, me, I'm on the front lines out there doing retail work, and it's uh, it's, it's nerve-wracking, I'm not going to lie, so uh, it's nice to take well, a little bit of a respite and, and have these conversations with my friends. So.
2: Well, thank you for your service on the huh. front lines there, sir. That's very, very helpful. <laughs> uh,
0: we, we have to agree to disagree on that. I'm not entirely sure my job's 100% <laughs> essential, but be that as it may. So, like I said, I, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, role models and celebrities who are kind of, you know, I want to say above reproach, but nobody's really above reproach. But I guess more what I'm talking about is those celebrities that stand out as shining examples of humanity uh if you know what i'm talking about and and tom i know i had a conversation with you a little bit about this uh uh, what are your thoughts on on celebrity in the eyes of uh this rarefied air
1: well yeah i mean there's definitely like uh people who use it for good you know that they know that all all that they have to do is be there to make somebody's day our whole life you know like, uh, I instantly mm-hmm. thought of John Cena. I was like, that dude. All He, he does, like, a million Make-A-Wish, you know, sh- appearances a year. And that's really all it takes is just him being there to make somebody's life better. So I think that's really sweet.
0: But how can anybody see him?
1: I know. I guess we we Ah-ha. wouldn't even know if he's actually doing them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of John Cena. And I use a lot of examples for that as far as... Uh, celebrities above reproach, and, and I go a lot of old school celebrities. We're talking like uh, uh, we're talking like Fred Rogers. For me, is is a huge inspiration. Now, I didn't really watch a lot of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood while I was a kid. Uh, that was just outside of my wheelhouse. But uh, growing up, I've learned more and more about the guy. And 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 while we differ in our views uh, religiously um, which we won't really get into, but, uh, I, 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 am able to overlook all of that and kind of look into, uh, the effect and the impact that he had on humanity as a whole. Uh, he was very, uh, charitable. He worked behind the scenes a lot to, uh, ease tensions on the, uh, on the, uh, the front of the civil rights movement and, and things of that nature. And, uh, I mean, he, I, for me... He's heads and tails one of the top tier of these celebrities who just are good, are helpful, are positive. And that's not to say that, you know, celebrities are above reproach or celebrities are uh, have to be these shining beacons and examples to be good people. I mean, there's good people all over the place who have maybe a checkered past or one or two things about them that, you know, maybe doesn't jive real well. Like, I mean... Danny Trejo, for instance. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Danny Trejo. I think everyone is.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Machete. <laughs> Machete.
0: That's right. Uh, he does. He had a rather lengthy criminal uh, incarceration in prison in California, mm-hmm. and since he's been out, he's he's managed to turn his entire life around. Not only for him, but for uh, hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, he's very, very charitable, very, very giving. And and like I said, it doesn't have to be someone who lived that goody two-shoes life all their lives but just somebody that can stand up to the scrutiny of today's modern media and, and communications and 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 be able to shine above all of the negativity if that makes sense now uh christina what about you uh, if you had to pick and i know i told you both to generate a list before we started here just so we had something to work with but uh if you had to pick an example uh who would you throw out there
2: uh, well, the first the first um, thought I had is I'm a huge fan of uh, the show Supernatural. Okay. I've watched it for since it came out. It's one of my favorites. Um, and one of the things that all of the actors and producers and directors and stuff on that show really promote is um, mental health awareness. They mm-hmm. really, they have... Um, Part of their, you know, conventions that they have every year um, is, you know, kind of supo- uh, finding ways to support what they call the supernatural family. Mm-hmm. Right? They made their fandom into a family because family doesn't end at blood. Is kind of one of the taglines of the show. Um, but uh, they are involved with a lot of charity organizations that focus on mental health and um, and safety. And that was my first beacon. They're always. They have a slogan called "Always Keep Fighting." It's a campaign where they sell t-shirts uh and that goes to to random acts which is a an organization that provides uh resources for crises uh, for mental health crises and things like that so that was the first thing i thought of they were they're huge champions for mental health awareness okay
0: now i don't have a whole lot Mm -hmm. of uh, experience with supernatural Tom, have you watched that show no Uh, not at all well no (laughs) that kind of makes me want to though i mean I'm actually, like, when I hear about people who are just, you know, stand-up people, and and, uh, I I definitely want to go out of my way to support that kind of thing. So, I mean, now that it's reaching the end of its, what, 14-season run? Something like 14 seasons?
2: This is season 15, and it's the last one, and I'm avoiding watching the finale because I don't want to sob myself to sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard a lot of people do that. They'll They'll avoid the last, like, episode or two or... I do or that or whatever just because they don't want it to end and <clears throat> I know Tom did that with Game yeah. of Thrones cuz he didn't want Game of Thrones to end. Well, well, Game of Thrones ended yeah, shitty, is why absolutely. I didn't watch
1: it. But there's a lot of stuff where I like won't finish it. Uh, I'm that way with uh, Halt and Catch Fire, like one of my favorite TV shows. I just don't want to like finish it cuz then that's yeah. it,
0: it's over. See see for me I have to because and and I've talked to people about this before is like the internet is so full of spoilers and people who are just going to throw it all out there anyway that Good, bad, or ugly, I just have to jump out there and, and finish it and then just kind of, I guess, live with it. That's how I felt like with Breaking Bad when Breaking Bad ended. It was just like, <sighs> okay, crap, <laughs> now what? Yeah. And then luckily Better Call Saul came You can just watch around, it again. So <laughs> I could watch it again. We'll see...
2: Yeah, and for me, like, when when shows like that end, like, we, I love, this is one of the reasons I absolutely love Netflix, regardless of how expensive they're ever going to make it for the rest of their run, is that it's got all the shows that I love to watch over and over and over again. I will start from the very beginning and go to the very end at least once a year for, like, my top three favorite shows. And so, if they ever get rid of West Wing, I think I might die. Um. That's one of the top
1: three. (laughs) What are the other two? Yes. The Office and
2: Um No, I am not a fa- I am, I am not a fan of The Office. Um I actually do not stand Steve Carell. No, I, I'm sorry. He's just one of those actors that I just cannot I cannot watch. Yeah, I'm not I feel that way about work. Will Ferrell. Yes. Oh, thank you. I thought I was alone in that one because Will Ferrell is like my least favorite. Um <laughs> No, but Scrubs is one I'll revisit time and time again. It really helps me through my scrubs. seasonal depression. Um, and yeah, Supernatural. I've watched I've watched the entire series at least three times leading up to the 15th season, and so I <laughs> I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, oh. but uh, this web podcast is completely nerd based. So <laughs> you're in good company, my friend.
2: Yay! <laughs> Another one too is is Law and Order Special Victims Unit, mm-hmm. but I think that everybody feels that way about that one. So, never seen it. Mm.
0: You never watched Law and no. Order SVU? Really? Not even on accident. I'm sure. I'm sure I've caught an episode or two here by there by accident, but it's I've literally never never seen always it on. on. Purpose, no. per- Detective know. Munch.
2: Seriously, like everywhere. <laughs>
3: all, yes. I
0: do is, all I do is stream those, <laughs> so I don't have anywhere to go. Like just to. Oh, yeah. Background noise. It oh, all has man. to be very intentional. <clears throat> it's
1: definitely not on at the dentist uh, office. Oh, I see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be a scary show to put on at the dentist's office, especially since a so many doctors bit, yeah. end up being the bad guys. <laughs> in that one. Uh, I actually just finished like twenty-two seasons of, of Law and SVU on Hulu. uh I like, just made like, it. Like how long did that take watch you? Every um several months uh it took Wouldn't me quite a while so. but like i i type for a living so having background noise uh really really helps me kind of not go insane i do that and,
0: with rick and morty um, these days
2: <laughs> oh uh, there's no we won't go into that i won't Nope. <laughs> i don't <laughs> want to be uh i don't want to make your fans mad about rick and morty so <laughs> i won't say anything
0: well, let's let's uh, jump back into it, Tom. Okay, pick another uh, person off your list, and and, and let's uh, discuss. Yeah, uh, your first one was John Cena, and I, I could, no pun intended, I can see that one for sure.
1: Um, uh, give me another one. My my number one was would probably be Adam Savage from MythBusters, because now after he quit the show, he started a YouTube channel where basically all he does is go around and look at other makers and like what they do and cool stuff like that, and like tutorial videos and stuff. And it's like he has. I mean, he's got plenty of money. He could have just retired and just chilled, but he wants to keep doing instructional stuff and keep being,
0: you know. I 100% agree with that. Uh, In fact, I watch Tested all the time. Tested is his YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watch that constantly. Uh, In fact, I I even watched a video recently where this, there was, I forget her name, Simone, I believe, Simone something. uh, She created a... A Tesla truck before there was a Tesla truck. So she's been on my radar. But uh, she created what they she calls a proud parent in a box. She hmm. just calls it proud parent. And it's a coin-operated module that pats you on the shoulder and says good job. Which is really dark. <laughs> Especially That's in this awesome. age of you can't touch anybody or you're going to die. Or, um... <laughs> But when she came time for her to to source the voice on it, she called up Adam Savage, and he was so giddy and delighted to do something like that to help any other maker. Mm-hmm. I, I completely understand what you're saying he is He is a really, really good example of, of a person who helps other people who are it also happens to be one of the biggest nerds on t v so yep. <laughs>
2: That's awesome,
0: <laughs> I mean, and I watched a lot of Mythbusters too uh I followed him for a great long time and mm-hmm. and so I mean it's really easy with something like Mythbusters to come off as kind of one note and kind of hackish, mm-hmm. but to be able to see his development from Mythbusters and working with science and things like that too. A lot of what tested is 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 unbridled fandom, unbridled nerdery. He'll go and create props or costumes or
1: right. That's a lot the of thing what he it's, does. Is he... It's a lot of yeah. like hand making stuff that he thought was cool, and it's just like it's just all about the passion of stuff. It's not really about like his skill level because like a lot of his stuff, he'll like just half ass. on the fly. Yeah, he'll just well, or he'll just like half ass it because he's like the you know it doesn't really matter. It just matters that you get it done, and I think that's a, a good message to have.
0: Yeah, don't Most don't definitely. be a perfectionist. Yeah. Just do it. Get out and do something.
2: That's like that's especially helpful for someone like like myself, who definitely is just like, oh god, I messed it up. I have to start all over again. You know, and uh, with everything. In fact, I've, I'm knitting right now, and I've I've restarted this knitting project at least six times uh, today. So <laughs> that's really nice that he does that. Mm-hmm. And, you know
0: why? Well, and I follow how uh, you
2: get there. Just get there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And 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 I have a. There's a comedian that I follow on my uh, podcast. His name's Chris Hardwick. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Chris Hardwick.
3: He is. <laughs> yes. uh,
0: uh, he has a podcast called ID10T, uh, formerly the Nerdist podcast, uh, because he started and ran the Nerdist. But uh, uh, one of the things that he's always pushing on his, his channel as well is, is just go out and make a thing. Go out and do a thing. Yeah, the first time, the first ten times, whatever. It's going to suck. We all know that. It's going to suck. You're never perfect at something right away. But the point is that you get out and make that thing. And I think Mm -hmm. Adam Savage falls into that really tight window of people that are just in the same thing. A maker who's willing to be uh, hands-on and he's willing to admit when he screws up. Like, recently he just posted a video where he talks about how he almost ripped his finger off. Oh, yeah. In his shop. Yep. Did you see that, Tom? Oh, wow. (laughs) He he was cleaning that happened and, to my dad once. Yeah, well it almost <laughs> happened to me too, so it hit a little close to home, but uh, <laughs> he was he was cleaning a lathe and forgot the first rule of cleaning heavy machinery which is to always assume it's on. And always <laughs> to assume it's gonna eat you. <laughs> and so <laughs> right. it, it destroyed one of his fingers. Luckily he was you know with stitches and everything else, he was able to save it and everything but but it it mangled it, and he could have easily hidden that fact. He could have, you know, yeah, that's not thing. showed his hand for a while. But as a maker and as an encourager of other makers, he got out in front of it and showed people all you know blood guts and everything. Like, look, this happened. Here's why it happened. Here's how you don't let it happen to you. So, <laughs> that's I a good lesson. I completely agree with Adam Savage. I. I I'm actually kind of pissed I didn't think of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was the first one. But to be fair, I watch his YouTube videos like literally every day.
0: I love when he goes to Comic-Con in his, in his handmade costumes and he's incognito. And he's basically a game to see how long it takes anyone to realize it's him.
1: Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: And, and that, that's a <laughs> lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't seen that, Christina, I highly recommend going onto his Tested channel. And he's got a bunch of videos. He's done, uh, what was it, No Face? Is yep. that one of the? Yeah, I did. No face, uh, the,
1: Captain America, Iron Man, um, Chewbacca, Chewbacca, Kylo Ren. Yep, Kylo Ren.
0: He's done that a lot. That sounds awesome. He's he's fantastic. <laughs> like, on
2: average, like how long does it take for people to recognize it? Like
0: it depends he, on the costume. Him. If it's a full suit that covers his head to toe, uh, they have to listen to the voice. And if he's not doing a voice, then it takes a little longer. Like. Um, Huh. I think Chewbacca took people a long time because he was even walking on stilts, who so was a bit taller than he normally is. Oh leaders. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also a giveaway because he always cover
2: all costumes. He always has a
1: camera crew, so it's like you know somebody figures it yeah. out because of that. Uh, like, you must you yeah. have a camera crew. You must be somebody famous. You must be Adam Savage. So.
2: Right, because you're the type of guy that would do this. Right.
0: <laughs> Process of elimination would state you're Adam Savage. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I think the next one that I kind of really want to address is uh, uh, really close to my heart was Steve Irwin. Mm -hmm. And when he died, there's not a whole lot of celebrities that when they die, I'm crushed or I'm I'm impacted super huge, you know. Right. Right. Uh, To the point of tears. And Steve Irwin, I've looked... I couldn't find any scandal I couldn't find any you know negativity surrounding him at all the only negativity I could find is that oh look at this guy going out and and screwing with animals and and, you know PETA being mad at him and things like that but really by and large he he spent his entire life as a conservationist and and not just a conservationist but like an educational conservationist to where he's, he's making people aware of planetary issues and issues with animals who are going extinct and, and, and really uh, bringing people's attention to uh, these charitable causes uh, in addition to his work with the Australia Zoo and, and even when he passed what is is amazing and, and even more so inspirational than his actual career is I don't know if you guys have been following it, but Robert Irwin, his son, hmm is is a miniature yeah. version of him. He's so he is pure so and so adorable. <laughs> oh I my just, goodness. I wanna <laughs> ruffle his head and give him a cookie. The kid, right? <laughs> not, but that feel like that'd be demeaning because the kid's he's fifteen years old and he's already really basically taken his father's place at the Australia Zoo. Mm-hmm uh and then on top of that we got Bindi Irwin who's almost right there with her uh with him doing uh television shows and and working on conservation and and all working hand in hand with uh uh Terry and and, and Robert Irwin to create this foundation that continues the legacy of Steve Irwin and it's such an amazing and and, and incredible thing to watch as this kid these kids mature and become their dad. Yeah, recently, they are. Or become extensions, living extensions yeah. of their father. So,
2: I remember as a kid, like watching Steve Irwin. Uh, you know, and his kids would be with him. Like when, when, when both of his children were like itty bitty, like he would take them with it, with him on, you know, probably not the most dangerous assignments, but like, <laughs> and they would be running around with him and stuff, you know, like we actually got to watch those kids grow up doing this thing. And it's so nice to hear that they have, you know, walked in his footsteps afterward, you know, to continue Absolutely. his work. Absolutely. That is wonderful. What an inspiration. <laughs>
0: Real quick, we're gonna take a small break uh, to work in a sponsor here and to thank again, Seattle Wave Radio for hosting us on. Uh, We will be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one convenient place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started all right thanks for that and uh so now we're uh i believe it is our turn to talk to you christina Uh, who's next on your list of wonderful celebrities who deserve adoration and praise and and aren't tabloid fodder
2: (laughs) well the um in doing my research and stuff i was also not not all not all focused on like uh celebrities with charities and things like that i feel like that's a really big thing for celebrities to do but like Celebrities that just make me smile on a regular basis every time I see them on any sort of video or post or anything like that. And I was thinking about Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds and their little quote-unquote oh my feud God. <laughs> that happens. Uh, every single video, every interview that I can find with the two of them, I am just absolutely giddy about. I think that they're both hilariously funny in this little fake feud that they've had for like what is it? I read 12 years basically is just since, since amazingly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like, even like my husband was watching uh, Deadpool the other day or Deadpool 2. And, you know, like the end credits where he's just <laughs> talking to Wolverine at the very end of it. You know what I mean? It's just so funny. And their, their chemistry is really funny. And so I love watching videos with, with both those actors. Either together or completely. apart. Yeah. That's Tom, we talked a another bit one of my joyous
0: things
1: we yeah I admire both those guys because they always answer the call like when people are like oh my friend my friend's you know he your biggest fan he's sick or you know can you send him a shout out video they're like they're on it within the next fifteen minutes you know they're like donating their time they're showing up for like school plays that are reenacting their films and stuff and they just seem like really genuine That's dudes cool. that don't let their fame go to their head rather they use it to like you know just like cena does to Like, just be the light in somebody's life that really looks up to them. So, it's cool that they use their fame like that.
0: Absolutely. Have you guys seen the commercial that they did a really long video where they both were supposed to do... They both have, uh, uh, I believe, uh, Hugh Jackman has a line of coffee. And uh, Ryan Reynolds, of course, has his aviation (laughs) gin. And so they they were both supposed to spend, like, a million dollars... Like, promoting each other. And so the gist of that ad was Brian Reynolds actually took and made this really exquisite ad for Hugh Jackman's coffee line. And it was gorgeously filmed and wonderfully edited. And then it uh, pans over to Hugh Jackman and he just basically tips the bottle of gin over and lets it drain onto the floor. (laughs) It was i i don't even know how to explain that that's just it's magic
2: <laughs> yeah listeners it's, do yourself a favor and just go look that up on youtube <laughs> oh yeah absolutely. and watch both of the commercials back to back it's so funny <laughs> or
0: and also look on instagram for his uh, christmas sweater with was it was it was a gyllenhaal that was with him for that i think so oh yeah jackman and gyllenhaal
1: the christmas yeah. sweater photo <laughs> is hilarious
0: that's Where so they funny. both convince Ryan Reynolds that that's going to be an ugly sweater party, and he shows up in an hideous <laughs> sweater, and Jackman and and Hall are just there making fun of him. Absolutely, fucking gold, comedy gold.
2: Oh my goodness. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: They are all so funny.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to stay on task, but it's so easy to just jump into these care these guys' careers and just. Live in them.
2: Uh, uh, I I will say that's one of the things I do like because I, I I do listen to the podcast. It's one of the things I do like is the tangents sometimes, you know. So I think that <laughs> I think you're doing a great job keeping things on track and nice light tangents. I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: that's that's hard without Tom here because usually it's Tom in the room being like, "All right, man, focus up. We got to <laughs> redirect." And I can't look at him getting bored or look at his, his his faces as he's making at me to get back on tangents. So. <laughs>
2: Tom, you slave driver, you!
0: Mm-hmm. I can't
2: believe it. <laughs> hey,
0: someone has to be focused. It's clearly not my ADD-riddled brain, so. I'm what you call an idea man. I'm not so much the, uh, the guy that keeps things on focus and on task. So, Thomas, your right? turn. Yeah. yeah.
1: From the hip, uh
0: shoot from the hip
1: <laughs> uh, I'd say uh, Bill Gates because like most billionaires just disappear into their cave full of gold and then but he's like actually Smug, so, the he does a lot of f- philanthropy you know <laughs> a lot of good activities he's actually yeah. he's constantly his foundations actually do positive work they don't just earn him more money which is nice i
2: completely agree yeah the bill and melinda gates foundation is amazing they just are and globally too like not just in america you know
1: well they just they just focus on big goals (laughs) they don't have like small little oh like we're we're gonna fund this soup kitchen not that that's a bad thing but like they're they have real picture big picture problems that nobody else seems to be tackling that they wouldn't get tackled if it wasn't for them
0: yeah and he's really he's really stepped up during this covid crisis as well and He's kind of leading the charge trying to to get a vaccine through. And he's he's received a lot of scrutiny for that because people are like, "Oh, this big billionaire is just trying to control us and everything." It's like if you look at his body of work, like you said with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and all the the AIDS outreach and charity outreach that they have done in the world, nobody who pays attention would think that
2: yeah well and they're not super public about their about it either you know what i mean like you can you can always find information about what bill and melinda gates are doing with their money and stuff like that but like they don't go around and be like look at all these wonderful things we're doing for right. the planet it's you know not what I mean? it's not, not very virtue like signaling low key and under wraps
0: and they very yeah, easily exactly. could they very easily could
2: absolutely and, and we would still to. give them <laughs> would still heap
0: praise upon them but the fact that they do it under the radar and and kind of out of the public eye or out of the media eye, it just speaks volumes to the type of people that they are. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Well, I can you imagine it. making that much money when you're that young and, like, going, what What do I do with this? You know, like, and I think they, they chose the right path.
0: Right. Well, I look it, at, so. there's, a, there's a real popular meme going around right now that talks about how Jeff Bezos could basically be Batman and, and take care of right? so many world problems and still be a, stupid billionaire yeah but <laughs> right. he doesn't and it's very disappointing that he's not batman yeah no That's, he's lex luthor <laughs> he is kind of lex yeah. luthor and he even looks like lex luthor down, he does i was yeah. gonna say
2: down to the bald head dude <laughs>
0: It. i used to work for the man I, I don't mm. have any compunction about saying that uh Yes, I think he does do charitable work, but it, unlike Bill Gates, I think he does it not only for the media attention, but for the tax breaks. Yeah. And that sucks. Absolutely. absolutely. Because then you got people like Elon Musk as well, who I think Elon Musk goes out of his way to be generous and giving and inventive and creative and try to tackle world problems head on. But he does it also with more of a a media oh. kind of bet oh. he's definitely he focused
1: on he's definitely hey did you guys hear about that cool thing i did
2: right, right.
3: yeah
1: yeah
2: <laughs> my husband and i have arguments about elon musk all the time because my husband's a huge fan of his right he just thinks what he's doing is so cool and i'm like no he's like the real world supervillain. you know what i he's mean like he's a comic book supervillain. he's really close in the real world he's really close <laughs> it's out, like, down to, like, the lazy eye. Like, it's outrageous. No, like, he, he's, he's, like, one <laughs> look at denied permit away
1: from snapping and, like, turning the hover mode on onto his jet cars.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Have
1: insane. you
0: guys seen... You guys watched The Simpsons and how The Simpsons predict everything kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. They got that episode <laughs> where Homer goes to work for a James Bond-esque villain mm. named Hank Scorpio. <laughs> oh, with the uh, Yeah, and I the, think the lava fountain. I think the, Elon the, Musk... <laughs> He, he's basically our Hank Scorpio, flamethrower and everything. So yeah. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
0: But Bill and Melinda Gates. I'm, I'm glad
2: my husband's not in the room right now or else he'd be giving me like the dirtiest look in the world. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of Elon Musk. And <laughs> Elon, if you want to send me one of them Tesla trucks, I'll drive your Tesla truck, man. It's all good, baby. But I'll tell you what. I'd much rather have a flamethrower, honestly. Send me a flamethrower. Um,
2: I will be on the side of the road throwing rocks at your Tesla truck window trying to see if they'll break
0: <laughs> you would too
2: I would it's, <laughs> I think he's a villain But Bill it's and
0: Melinda fine. Gates very very positive I, I really agree with that now my next choice uh, is again we're going we're gonna to veer a little bit away from the uh, necessarily the shining beacons but we're going to go with someone who consistently makes me smile and that is Betty White <laughs> now,
2: oh goodness! Yes. When, yeah. <laughs> when you
0: say someone who's, uh, or you say something is better than sliced bread, Betty White is better than sliced bread. Betty White is older than sliced bread. Uh, sliced exactly. bread came around. I, I believe was it was say. like three or four years after she was born. So, right. Betty White. <laughs> I I I don't know enough about Betty White. I want to say that uh, coming into this, but. Uh, every time I read something about Betty White, it's always super positive. Or she's being uplifting. Or she's cracking jokes. Like she's like a an older septuagenarian, or is it octogenarian? I don't remember. She's like an older Ryan Reynolds. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she's totally. cracking jokes. She's crude. <laughs> she can. One of my favorite lines from her is uh, she and, and I want to say I'm quoting it badly, but I, and, and I hope I'm attributing it correctly. But there was a quote that talked about why do people always get called pussies? Uh, they should be called testicles because one hit and they're down. That's right. You know why do people say why do people
1: why yes, do people say Betty. something <laughs> takes a lot of balls because
0: you know one hit in the balls and you're done. Whereas mm-hmm. you know pussies can take a pounding and, and keep going. You know what I mean. <laughs> That's and right. I know I'm, I'm paraphrasing <laughs> that horribly. But she is... You got there. <laughs> every time I see a picture of her on Facebook, I get terrified. Because I think it's going to be the article that says Betty White passed away. <gasps> and oh, I can't. Me
2: too. Every time.
0: <laughs> There's been someone going around posting this picture of her with the official looking font and title underneath of it. And all it says is Betty White is still just fine. It's like, you stop it.
2: <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> well, especially during this, I'm just like, no. If we lose Betty White during this, I I don't know what I'll do. I'll never come back out of my house. That'll be <laughs> 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 it'll be a sad, sad day for me. Oh.
0: <laughs> I love Betty White. I gotta say, uh, probably my favorite of the Golden Girls. Even though you know, uh, and I, I still enjoy watching the Golden Girls. I'm not afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I you was,
2: shouldn't be, because The Golden Girls was a classic and amazing.
0: <laughs> I was always much more of a Betty White than a than a Rue McClanahan or a B. Arthur or a Stel Getty. So, uh, yeah. I, I pick my battle. Yeah,
2: I'm definitely a Sophia girl, just because she's you know a short Sicilian woman, and I identify really a lot with that um <laughs> <laughs> she reminds me of, of like both of my grandmothers um but <laughs> did you know Betty White is a very close second
0: <laughs> did you know that she was two years younger than b arthur
2: yes i did as a matter and of fact still played b
0: arthur's <laughs> mother on that show convincingly i might add
2: <laughs> absolutely she, yeah they made her look like the oldest person there but she was younger than all like the rest of the cast i think
0: yeah yeah, which I was you're right. insane. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear anything bad happen to Betty White. I'm going to cry like a baby. I just know I will. And let me tell you. Yeah, no, you, I will. I will
3: have if a hard you time. haven't,
0: if you haven't looked it up, Google image search Betty White when she was younger. Jesus Christ, stone cold stunner Whee! that one. <laughs> stone cold <Yes>. stunner. <laughs>
2: Absolutely well and I well, to be fair, I think a lot of like fifties actresses and stuff were all just gorgeous, gorgeous women. Black and white lighting does amazing things for women's faces, but you're absolutely right. She is whew very, very yeah. pretty.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm All right, Christina, I believe it's your turn. Who's next?
2: Um, I put down um Lynn Manuel Miranda. Um, <laughs> okay. I am I am a he- I'm a historian, uh, not by trade, unfortunately, but that's what I went to school for. And um, and so when Hamilton came out, like I was already Gaga over this guy. I thought I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Like, oh my goodness, a, pu- a musical about the revolution um, and the starting of my country. How cool! Um, but recently, uh, on John Krasinski's Some Good News, um, which I was going well, sure we'll to talk about that by the way,
0: we'll circle back around. To that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Absolutely. Um, uh, recently, uh, Lynn manuel saw on, um, or John Krasinski, I'm sorry, saw on Twitter that a 10-year-old girl who's a huge Hamilton fan um, didn't get a chance, won't get a chance to go see Hamilton because of this outbreak. Right. And so, yeah, John and his wife called Lynn Man- manuel and then he got the entire original cast Of Hamilton to sing to this girl on a zoom chat and I'm getting I'm getting chills thinking about it It, she was the luckiest 10 year old in the entire (laughs) world and I was super jealous I'm 32 years old and I was like damn you you know but like it was so sweet it was so awesome and I you should have seen me I replayed that video like six times I was just like watching you know like how much much more awful
0: would it have been if the if this kid's request was just to see the cast of cats the movie <laughs> <laughs> How much worse would that, that have made everybody feel? <laughs> it's like no, I that would have been I, hilarious but awful. Before <laughs> I go, before I depart this mortal coil, I just really want to see the cast of cats. It's like, I no. assure you, <laughs>
3: it's
2: you really don't. Mortal. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Even the cast of Cats
0: doesn't want to see the cast of Cats anymore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're all, like, hiding. They're like, that was bad. That was a bad idea. We thought it was going to be great, but it was awful. Um,
3: Oh, my God. But
2: not only does he do reach out to his fans that way, he's definitely, um, he's from Puerto Rico, or his family is from Puerto Rico. His dad immigrated here from there. um, And right after one of the more recent uh, tragedies that hit there, I think it was the last hurricane. He, um, set up a a show with the original cast of Hamilton to, in, to be shown in Puerto Rico. Um, and all of the ticket proceeds were going to, a, a relief fund for that hurricane. And I think that that is a really wonderful way for him to give back to a community that I know he holds very dear. Um, and to give back to the world a little bit, uh, through his art and, rapping Hamilton is just really cool and he will always have a special place in my heart for that so
0: (laughs) Tom have you ever seen Hamilton? No I haven't but I've uh,
1: heard a lot of interviews of Lin because he's on one of my favorite podcasts all the time he seems like a really cool guy
0: the only interaction I have had with Lin-Manuel Miranda and and I'm ashamed to admit this but also kind of funny uh, the new DuckTales cartoon Oh yeah.
2: No way, really?
0: Yeah, I didn't you know wa- that. Have you heard? Have you watched the new DuckTales yet?
2: I haven't. No. How
0: about you, Tom?
1: Uh, I've watched uh like half an episode. It's really funny.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> one of my favorite characters from the original uh uh, d- uh DuckTales uh, cartoon show, which I watched rapidly as a kid, was uh, Gizmo Duck. Mhm. And <gasps> Yeah <laughs> Fenton Crackshell was his name. And uh uh he was a great character, kind of a bumbling oaf and uh and uh he just kinda fell into the role of uh superhero with Gizmo Duck. And uh I really enjoyed the character, but when when they brought back the new DuckTales and, and they changed all the characters around and I was kind of worried about um, how they were going to handle it because you know they they a lot of times when you reboot something mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, changes and uh, key character changes and so uh, when I heard that he was going to be voiced by Lin-Manuel Miranda they changed it from mm-hmm. Fenton Crackshell to Fenton Crackshell Cabrera to address the, uh, the Hispanic lineage. <laughs> and uh or latinx that's or awesome. i'm not sure i'm not sure what the appropriate word there is um but same character same bumbling idiot same kind of uh <laughs> fell into the superhero <laughs> role but just wonderfully voiced by lin Manuel miranda and again that's the that's only awesome. experience i've had with the guy aside from seeing him on you know podcasts and, and late night television and things like that but I've heard nothing with stellar things about the guy. And hearing that he did that for someone was just... That's amazing to me.
2: It's... it it, it lit, I was in tears. I was supposed to be working and I was watching this video over and over again. And I was just trying really hard not to cry. Do this yourselves what a happens. favor. This too. is what happens
0: when you make us work from home.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? We're just going to watch YouTube videos all day. We watch um. YouTube all day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but another thing you should check him out on... Um, he did an episode of drunk history and usually with drunk history, like they'll have like three or four people tell a story or two or three people tell a story. And Mm -hmm. his episode is just him. And he's, and he just, and he talks about Hamilton because one of the reasons he wrote the musical is because he read the, the biography, um, which I've also read backwards and forwards and it's really, really great. Um, Anyway, but like, so it's just him really, really drunk explaining what happened with Hamilton from like, start to finish, and it's hilarious. Do yourself a favor <laughs> and watch it. It's so, so
0: good. I'm so, down, so good. <laughs> Thomas, you're up, hmm. sir. Um,
1: this is kind of a, a, a weird throwback. Do you, do you remember when Shaq brought his shoes out and they were only like 25 or
0: $30? I don't yes. know
1: okay so uh michael jordan <laughs> how was a shoe like, guy uh like 100 or 150 dollars, and then Shaq came out yeah. mm-hmm. like a, two years later i think three years later with his shoe um through i don't remember what brand but a different brand but he kept the price of his shoes at like 30 bucks and people always clowned on him for it but you know it was a big thing to like not make millions and millions of dollars and get filthy rich off of his shoe and rather give a shoe that's affordable to his fans and like young kids
2: that is I can, so cool. Shaq is I so awesome.
0: <laughs> Shaq Diesel is definitely a positive influence, I would say, except for Kazam and Steel. I'll, I'll forgive him for those sins.
1: Uh, those are both. Those are both. <laughs> it
2: was the 90s, man. Those were dark Those days. are both triumphs
1: dark of humanity days. right there. I don't care what you say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you say. Steel <laughs> is not a best, one of the best superhero movies out Oh, homage. I was
1: thinking. I was thinking of the album. He's got an album called Steel. I think. Hold on. What's his? Yeah. What's his
2: <laughs> He did. He has like a little rap. He had
1: like, a rap album. Yeah, Shaq's Shaq's rap <laughs> album. That's I'm gonna
0: There's Google it. There's a bunch it. of celebrity rap albums that just kind of mess with my brain. I know, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage did one.
2: Of course he did. Oh, uh, he, he, I don't think he remembers it was, so he did it. Sorry. Oh, God. Hold on.
1: It was called Shaq Diesel. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq, yep,
2: Diesel. Shaq Diesel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Have you
0: do yourself a favor after this is done taping, go on YouTube and listen to Randy Savage's rap called "Be a Man."
1: Randy it's Savage, him, Rand, the, <laughs> macho man, Randy the Macho
0: Man, the Macho Man rapping. I don't think <laughs> to Hulk Hogan. Weird as a nemesis, <laughs> it's horrifying. Kevin, yet- there
2: is there is not enough cocaine in the world to make me watch that absolutely not oh shit
0: there was enough to make him make a rap album
2: yeah they snorted it all that's all i'm saying it's, it's gone now like we can't that's like
0: keith richards level we can't of recreate cocaine. that moment in time nor should we no i um, listened to the whole thing covered to cover to i thought it was amazing i bet but not for the right reasons
2: I was looking back to Shaq. There's a couple of videos that were um, circulating on Facebook recently where... um, Because Shaq is a sheriff, I guess, um, where he lives. Uh, It's just uh, always been a dream of him. Dream of his to be a cop. And so he's kind of like a a pseudo-sheriff of this town anyway. Um, And so people see him driving around all the time. Um, And one of the videos that I saw was him... uh, He saw a bunch of kids playing basketball out in the street, you know. um, And... Instead of, of course, like stopping them and, and being like, hey, guys, you know, you can't be in the street playing basketball or whatever. He went and changed into playing clothes, came back and, and lined the kids up and said, anybody who makes that free, free throw shot, I'm going to give them a hundred bucks. And he... and. He even let kids go like two or three times to make it, you know what I mean? Because he was just going to give these kids, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever. Mm. And I thought that was so wholesome and so cool that like this giant of a man is just like, and he was like joking around with the kids and wrestling around with them and stuff. And it made my heart really happy. Shaq's a super, super cool guy. And
0: yeah, I wish I was
2: more of a fan of basketball. He's a
0: great big (laughs) doofus, which I think is just awesome. (laughs)
2: Like, <laughs> did you guys see his shark week no. no it was a couple years ago oh my god <laughs> him and rob Riggle do did did like a shark week segment and it's hilarious go check it out it's so funny
0: <clears throat> i will have to do that on that note we're <laughs> going to take a real quick break here uh once again thank our sponsors with uh seattle wave radio and 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 in a crass commercial announcement and uh we'll be back and uh we'll kind of tie this whole balloon up. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Democracy works best when we all vote, But misinformation and confusion about election procedures have resulted in low voter turnout. How to Vote is easy to use and helps folks from all over the country overcome many of the process barriers to voting. Democracy Works is committed to helping you vote, no matter what. You can sign up for election reminders, see what's on your ballot, get step-by-step assistance requesting your mailing ballot, explore your options for returning your voted mail ballot, check your voter registration status, Find your polling site, and make sure you have the appropriate ID. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. Okay, and we're back. Now, uh, we've got a little bit of time left, and so I kind of want to go with, like, the top contenders and and, and who we've got left on our list that kind of really just takes the ball and runs with it now. I'm not taking anything away from Shaq Diesel, the man's a legend. He always will be, uh, <laughs> unless you play Shaq Fu, which is still a notoriously terrible video game um, <laughs> that they remade recently. By the way, I'm gonna go with the one the one that got me recently, uh, and it kind of dovetails into uh, one of my earlier topics. Was uh, uh, Tom Hanks? Mm. Now Tom Hanks yeah. started off kind of as the goofball, the the nut job, bosom buddies, and big and And all of those really just goofy earlier roles. But he's really, as he's grown, matured into this renaissance man of an actor who disappears into Mm -hmm. his roles and is just a wonder to behold. And and the last movie that I saw him in was uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Mm -hmm. which was the story of the the man from... uh, one of the higher up magazines, I forget which magazine it was, who goes to interview Fred Rogers. And so we got Tom Hanks playing Fred Rogers. So it's like one distinguished amazing human being playing another one. It was like uh, gold on the top of your cupcake, you know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And when I heard, I mean, can we I, all just
2: kind of agree that Tom Hanks is kind of like Fred Rogers, anyway? Yeah, you know, like who? Yeah, gonna, it wasn't really fair. He, he didn't have to act. <laughs> yeah, he just showed up and got the check. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely.
0: Well, and one of the cool things is, he recently, him and Rita Wilson, his wife, uh, were both diagnosed with uh, COVID nineteen, and they had to go into mandatory quarantine, as you do. And uh, the Ooh. first thing that popped into my mind when I read that article is, I'm like, no, damn it, don't you dare! Don't you take Tom Hanks? Not like this. Mm -hmm. Don't you take? Don't take America's
2: dad from us, world. Don't do it. Right. We'll (laughs) give you Tim Allen. Allen. Absolutely. We'll
0: we'll give you. We'll give you Tim Allen and Rush Limbaugh. You give us back Idris Elba and Tom Hanks.
2: (laughs) That's right. That's right.
3: (laughs) Oh
0: my goodness. But okay. So yeah. So Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is another one of those actors where. I've only ever heard good things from. I've never really heard any kind of negativity. I've never really heard any kind of scandal. He's been married to the same woman for, what is it, 20-something years, 30-something years? Yep.
2: More than that, yeah.
0: Yeah, super solid. solid. He's wholesome. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. And he can play anything, and I'll I'll freaking watch him in anything. I watched him on a stranded down a desert island, for, for God's sakes. I'll watch him in pretty much anything.
3: <laughs> me too. But if you
0: have if you uh, haven't given uh, "Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood" a chance, I, I highly recommend watching it. Uh, bring it, bring some ta- uh some uh, tissues with you. It's a bit of a tearjerker. I was going to admit, I, cr- <laughs> I I got a little misty watching this one. So
2: I have to mentally prepare myself for movies that are going to make me sob. Like I have to like build myself up for like you know two or three weeks before I go see something like that because I'm just like now nah, I'm going to look like a I'm going to cry like a baby watching this movie. <laughs> I just know it. And so I, I have yet to see it, but it's definitely on my list once I've, once I've built myself up to it, for sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> and, and then, of course, i got to go back to my uh, – uh, one of my all-time favorite roles that Tom Hanks did was in Big. And unfortunately, that movie doesn't hold up to scrutiny. There's a lot of uh, troublesome aspects to yeah. that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, now, it
2: was the 80s. It was a dark time. It was a dark time. We're gonna go back to that.
0: <laughs> the eighties were a dark, dark time. <laughs> yeah, but they not. were. He'll always be <laughs> Sheriff Woody. We'll always have Sheriff Woody.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Okay, Christina. Pick one more. Throw him out there. Who you got?
2: Well, I mean, I, I kinda I kinda wish I had saved Limanwell Miranda for my top, but um I I have on my list I'm a huge football fan. Okay. Um and I have on my list uh Russell Wilson. Mm,
3: okay. Um Seahawks and not just
2: because he's the quarterback for this for the Seattle Seahawks who is, you know, I'm a huge fan of, but because for since since he started in Seattle, every Tuesday, I think it is, he goes to the Children's Hospital and mm-hmm. makes his rounds and he he goes and talks to sick kids and uh and really, you know, brings some, like if, if you watch those videos, you'll you'll cry. bring tissues. Um, These <laughs> kids of those are videos. so excited. They're so excited to meet this guy, this amazing athlete who plays for the team that you know named after the city that they're in, and and it's just he and he's so wholesome and he's so good. And a lot of people gave him a lot of a lot of heat for being so good. You know what I mean? Like quarterback's one of those roles that like people expect you to kind of be a dick. You know, they expect like, that
0: certain amount of swagger and arrogance.
2: Absolutely. And he, like, from day one, from the jump, like, was just, you know, very, very humble and very, um, you know, uh, he gave a lot of thanks to, to his God and everything. And, and he just ama- is an amazing guy. And I think he deserves all the props in the world for everything he does. And He's just so, so great. He makes me smile all the time
0: well tom what do you think give us give us your uh your last one for the day who do you got
1: uh i got two dudes because it's for the same reason and i couldn't pick which one uh vin diesel and henry henry cavill cavill but they're both like cavill. huge nerds mm-hmm. and they both own it and like talk about it all the time they're both like posting up their D and D minis and like talking about their video games and all sorts of stuff like that
2: Absolutely. I was so excited to see he was playing The Witcher. I was stoked. So I knew like <laughs> I knew he was a huge fan, Henry Cavill. Yeah, look at look at and, all of his Instagram yeah.
0: posts during this quarantine. He's posting nothing but like painting miniatures and, and and uh doing like like the role-playing type stuff and just really embracing his nerd side, which as you all know, we are <laughs> we're huge fans of with this podcast, so... Yeah, yeah. Joe Manganiello is also in that category. He's a super huge nerd. He's married to this, like, supermodel actress wife of his. And I forget... Uh, not Eva Longoria. Who's the other one? Uh, oh, hell, I'm going to... Oh, know. um,
2: Sofia, Sofia Vergara.
0: Sofia Vergara, that's right. And... Yeah, yeah. He had to talk her into letting him have... And he has in his house... A dungeon, oh, not and not for any <laughs> Mister Grey reasons. Uh, this isn't a pleasure dungeon of that nature, but he has like textured stucco walls with like the rock and uh, gaming tables, and this is like a full-on nerd cave. And, and so I put him up there with uh, with Vin and with uh, Henry Cavill as well. Henry. I mean, these people are just so joyfully nerdy. It's, it's it's amazing
2: i love it i love that kind of stuff where it's just like oh you you're just you're such a nerd you're you're and for like someone like um someone like henry cavill who played superman of all people you know what i mean like i did not really expect that but when i started hearing about him playing um <laughs> playing the witcher i was just like and being super super into it you know it's just like oh that is just that is so cool <laughs> you know like, well, made my Vin little nerd Diesel,
0: heart happy too. Vin Diesel, too. Oh, right? yeah. Because Vin doesn't give off a nerdy vibe. Like, I can kind of get it a little bit out of Cavill, and I definitely get it out of, out of uh, Manganello. But Vin Diesel never really gave me that vibe. He's only got, like, one setting, it looks like. And yeah. you know, that setting right, always right. happens to be, you know, uh, Dominic Toretto from <laughs> I'm a, I'm Fast a big and bro. The Furious. Right. But (laughs) I mean His work is Groot His work is the Iron Giant He's done a lot of voiceover work He's really Mm -hmm. If you sit and examine his IMDB page He's got a lot of that nerd cred built in And he's so much more Than than his uh, Recent spate of work Would uh, lead you to believe Totally
2: What's your favorite
0: Vin Diesel movie there uh, Tom? Pitch Black Ooh. Heck yeah. Crap, I haven't even That's thought great. about Pitch Black in years.
1: Yeah, it's a great movie. Or uh, Chronicles of Riddick? Riddick. The Chronicles of Riddick, Riddick is good. Riddick movie? I, I doubt it. cause Well, they made a Riddick, Riddick, and it wasn't very good. So I doubt they're going to make another one.
0: I distinctly think I'm, I'm going to... You guys chat amongst yourself for two seconds. I distinctly remember <laughs> hearing something about this.
1: I don't. Know. They made video games based on it, which did really, really well, and I'm surprised they didn't get another follow-up. But I don't know. I just you can't throw a ton of money into a franchise that has been getting worse and you. worse with each with each entry.
0: Riddick Four yeah. Fury. to shoot in 2020.
1: See that sounds unnecessary. Return to Riddick's
0: home world. I don't think it's going to film this year. Honestly, let's let's no. be real. Probably not.
2: <laughs> so many things are being put on hold this year. Mm-hmm. it's yes. it's un, it's upsetting
1: yeah pretty much everything's put on hold
0: but anyway so I mm. mean these have all been uh, really uh, stunning examples of, of just really positive people and, I, and thank you guys for, for coming up with some names I hadn't even thought of I mean and it's really hard to I sat there and, and struggled with the list just because it's like what criteria do we hold these people to I mean the rest of my yeah, list yeah. and I'm going to just kind of read them out real briefly I had uh, LeVar Burton uh, who hosts oh, Reading yeah. Rainbow, still to this day. And, of course, and much nerd cred is uh, Lieutenant Geordie LaForge. Uh, I had S- Stan Lee, uh, comic book mogul yeah. Stan Lee, who I know he had a bit of uh, uh, controversy surrounding his career early on, but really rose to be that kind of champion of the common man, champion of the arts. Uh, I had mm-hmm. Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen, both respectively... It's kind of the same boat as I had, uh, or as uh, Thomas had with uh, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. They just kind of share that that camaraderie, that that what's what's the French with the term, uh, uh, Joie de Vivre. Joie de Vivre, yeah.
2: Uh, just,
0: just their friendship alone
2: life. is worth them being on that list. Like they have been best friends since like this, you know, since their start, and they're just so beautiful and wonderful together.
0: They are absolutely. And then let's see. Uh, we talk about uh, oh, Bob Ross, of course. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I also had George Takei on that list, or George Takei on that list. So, uh, who else did you have? Just to throw them out real quick, Naka. Who you got?
2: Um, I had um, I I had, I had the same struggle as you did because there there are so many shiny examples, and I kind of have to like I had to think about it for a long time. Um. Uh, I have Lady Gaga on that list um, for absolutely. her Born This Way Foundation, UN ambassador. absolutely, and an anti-bullying advocate, and just uh, all-around amazing champion for the freaks and geeks out there. Um, and one that I put down that kind of surprised me while I was doing research is um, is Beyonce. Like I'm, am a big fan of her music and stuff. I'm not really, I don't follow her life so much, um, but. Um, She has an organization, I put her down, it's called the Knowles Tenemos Place Apartments, it's in Houston, and um, it works on fighting homelessness in Houston, and so they they offer apartments to to, um, houseless people, and she just um, put a bunch of money into making sure that they have the resources to end that cycle of homelessness, and so I was really excited to read that, it made me all happy inside. So those are my, those are the last ones on my list.
0: And between uh, her and Jay-Z, they both got more money than Oprah, so they definitely have the ability to do that kind of uh, charitable work, so.
2: Well, there's another one. Oprah.
0: (laughs) Oh, there's another one. That's right. Oprah went free. Yeah, Oprah's the best.
1: Uh, I had Johnny Depp for the same reason as just always volunteering his time, because, like, that dude's such an A-lister, but to still go out to the, like random hospitals on his free time and like give out is like really nice.
0: Absolutely. Doesn't he still go out as Jack Sparrow too?
1: Yeah, he does. Well, oh, that's yeah. his most go marketable character, I think. He can't that's exactly awesome. go out as Rango. Um, and then I, I also had uh, the the Rock from like the same reason. Just that you know, he really he's always All making positive. Good dude. Yeah, he's always making positive videos. He's always like, look at the bright side of things and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Stephen Absolutely. King, uh, he's, he gives a lot of money, uh, like unbeknownst to the public. Like he has a ton of donations where he would just like write stuff off. Or like if uh, a director is interested in making one of his movies, like he doesn't bother taking a cut for the rights. He just lets them do it because he thinks they'll do a good job. That's oh, cool.
2: that's and awesome! I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah,
1: he. I think he sold the rights for uh, Shawshank Redemption for a thousand dollars, then never cashed the check. Which nice. you know Whoa. says, uh, yeah. I and tell then, you uh, what. I,
0: I've loved. I've loved Stephen King since I was a kid. My dad was huge into Stephen King and had all of his books. My absolute My favorite story. Uh, he did a, uh, a series of books under the name Richard Bachman. One of those books was called The Long Walk. Yep. Which is kind of like a Hunger Games type book before there was the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's going to be an
1: that Amazon. Movie. That's going to be an Amazon Prime series.
0: Are they really? Yeah. <gasps> really? Oh,
2: that's awesome! I'm yeah. super
0: oh, that'll stoked. be really cool. See, you learned some today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> You I read more Stephen King books as a kid than any than than young adult books. I was the weirdo well, you, you in the can. library.
0: He's got like checking 6, out Stephen books, King. So it's not hard.
3: <laughs> That's true. He's got my mom had the library. every single
2: one of them. My my mom I had read every single it,
0: book. I read it when I was fourteen. That's not a book you read when you're fourteen. No, no, you no.
2: It's terrifying. <laughs> I had to put that down like six or seven times and come back to it like a year later. I could not. Like I was like, that was a really it's really hard. hard one for me to finish. It's hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyone <laughs> else, Tom?
1: Yeah, the last one was Obama because it's Obama. Definitely. Yeah. And in fact, I
0: struggled with not. I, I wanted to put Michelle Obama on my list as well, and I did. Oh, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Uh, but the, the Obama family as a whole are both very inspirational very charitable and humanitarian and absolutely yep. absolutely absolutely
2: yep. absolutely that's a great And that's question. not I'm
0: not even talking politically I'm not even getting into the politics behind it you can be red state blue state I don't care the obamas <laughs> are the epitome of humanitarian they do a lot of positive work if you fail to see that then you got your blinders on so mm-hmm. that's right.
2: That's right. Intentional well, ignorance.
0: In ten- <laughs> and there's a lot of intentional ignorance these days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes,
2: yes, there are. <laughs> Some of them are I processing in that the capital w- today.
0: <laughs> it's super easy to get mired in all of the negativity and all of the horrible crap going on in the world around us. And believe me, I understand there is a vast, vast swath of horrible crap going on. And it's. It's only going to get worse before it gets better, folks. And uh, I know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. But by and large, uh, I wanted today's conversation to be uplifting and positive. Because, damn it, I've had enough of the negativity for a while. And I wanted to just remind everybody that there are people out there that just radiate and exude this positive energy and this, this, this generosity and this humanitarian spirit and it's real easy to overlook things like that when we're just focused on the negative and so i wanted to make sure we shine a light on on, on the positive for a change and just kind of basking that and revel in that for a few minutes so uh christina i want to thank you for joining us today
2: oh thank you for having me this was so much fun
0: hopefully it won't be the last time I second that <laughs> okay thomas again as always i really do definitely appreciate your input and and your presence you are as uh, always my, ra- my, right-hand man. Aww. <laughs> Aww. my right hand man oh no you guys i do have to finger. say don't go too far
2: <laughs> <laughs> i do have to say it's been so it's been so long since i've i've Talk to the two of you and, you know, like, like, you know, actually heard your voices and stuff. And this made my heart really warm to hear from you both.
1: Thanks,
0: Naka. And uh,
2: I hope I get to do it again. I miss you guys. I
0: appreciate that. Well, and and (laughs) so, again, from from my family to your family uh, and all over the world here, I just really hope everyone is staying safe, taking all the necessary precautions that they need to take, staying home when at all possible so we can get this thing knocked out and try to get back to some kind of semblance of normal whatever the heck that's going to look like when it all comes out but uh, I want to thank you guys for listening into another episode of the Feel Your Fandom Podcast and as always I want to remind you that everything is fandom and fandom is everything. Take care.